Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello and welcome back to the Tag Digital Squadcast. I'm Steph and hello Johnny. Hi. And we're here with Cara as well today. Hi. Another member of the social team. So welcome Cara. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No worries. It's great to have you and it's great to have you as well, Johnny. I sounded angry when I said hi, so hi. (laughs) That's good, yeah. You need to practice that, Johnny. Make sure you're sounding cheery. Yeah. Cara, give us a hi. Hi. Oh, that's perfect. That was very good. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks. So this morning, as per usual, we're going to do quick fire, which Cara didn't know no. until five seconds ago, which I'm a bit upset about. But anyway, act surprise, Cara. Wow. Oh my go- wow, goodness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So are you ready? Yes. Kind of. Do you know what quick fire is? Yes. Okay, perfect. Johnny doesn't. I get him every time with that. Okay. Do I have quick fire? No, you don't because oh. you're not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go with Cara. Okay, you ready? Yep. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Me too. Nope. Really? Yeah, pizza's my favourite food, I think. Actually, I'm, I'm going back on myself now. No, pasta. There's too many kinds of pasta. There's too many kinds of pizza. Yeah, but they're all the same with different toppings. That's a different kind. Mm. Pasta's all the same, but with different toppings. True. You could also have a white pizza, which would be very different. What's a white pizza? <gasps> Without tomato sauce. It's like a white sauce. Just cheese. Oh. oh, okay. I don't know what a white, white pizza sauce. is. Like yeah. bechamel sauce. Yes. Mm, I thought that it was sounds, just cheese. That sounds mm. minging. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Next. Okay. Winter or summer? Summer. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, also well. Shame agreed. it's over. <laughs> um, dogs or cats? Dogs, but mm, neither. Right. Okay. What? That's yeah. a new fact. Have I you met Oscar? Know. No. Oh, I'm not. He's a, coming in next week. I do like dogs, but I'm not like love dogs. Everyone's going to hate me now. Oh my gosh! Should we just end it there then? <laughs> yeah. Or? Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll have to discuss this further later. Um, podcast or TV show? TV show. Nice. I won't go into too much detail. I could ask you loads of questions on that too. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Fair. Per- personal Instagram, or are you meaning? When you're running ads and things, you prefer Instagram? Um, Personal Instagram ads, Facebook. Okay, fair enough. Work from home or office? Office. Okay, fair enough. Nice. Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. Okay, so today we're going to chat a little bit about five Facebook ad types that you just can't miss. That's exciting, isn't it? It is. It is. Mm -hmm. I agree. You can't miss them. Yeah, you can't miss them. You've got to make sure you use them. So what are we starting with today? Cara, do you want to start us off? Um, yeah, we'll start with image ads. That's a good one to start with, I'd say. Yeah. Probably. So, do you, I mean, kind of self-explanatory there, but do you want to give us a bit of an overview of image ads and what placements you can use them on? Um, yeah, so image ads are probably our most used ad because we use them across all of our social ads Um, and then you can use them across Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, LinkedIn. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 
image ads are a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what would you say best practices are for image ads then? Um, so I suppose it's different. We always try and test different variations of images. Um, so best practice is probably a little bit different for whatever image you're using. But generally, we'd say images that consist of less than about 20% text that used to be a rule on Facebook and there used to be a tool that you could test the images with. The tool might still exist, but the rule doesn't. So if you wanted to have an image with, I mean, not 100% text, because I don't know how that would work, but a lot of text, that would still work. Um, but we do aim for about 20% text uh, for best performance. We need to try and use high quality images. So make sure that they're not all pixelated and, and rubbish. Facebook and LinkedIn, I think, do have minimum amounts of pixels that they let you use, but we still aim for higher fidelity images. And yeah, in just, yeah, in kind of, there's also text kind of best practices, but if we're just talking about the image, there's that. In terms of what variations we'd try during the pandemic, the dreaded pandemic, uh, we used to say don't use any show images because any images of like loads of people bunched together or chatting or shaking hands, they weren't working well. Um, but now they've started to work well again. So try some of them, try some kind of branded images with a call to action in them. Um, but yeah, the, the most important thing is variety. Would you say. say those best practices that you mentioned, so less than 20% text, um, and obviously high quality images, that, that's across any ads people are doing or is this just specific to event organizers, would you say? No, that's definitely across any ads. Um, probably, I mean, both of them particularly. Um, there are best practices that we've got just for event ads and that would just be trying to kind of, if you've got a show image, try and demonstrate the, the USPs of the show. So if it's a really busy exhibition hall, include images of your exhibition hall. If it's really good speakers, speaker ads work really, really well um, for events. So include speakers. And that obviously isn't applicable for if you're selling shoes or something yes, else. Exactly. But would you say as well for organizers and our clients, would you say for them to use a variety of images? Yeah, I think it's best to have um, a mixed bag of like text images and event images just to kind of see what um, runs better and performs better for specific um, events. Okay, and, and do clients often ask you best practices? Do they, or do they, are they quite good at actually sending across the right images or is it kind of a case of you having to say, look, can you send us X number of a different variety and give some recommendations? Yeah, we... A lot of clients ask us for the best practices. Um, we do thankfully have a creative best practice document that we can send across. Um, and that contains kind of the best practices for all ad types and all platforms. Um, and I suppose it does help that we've ran a lot of event marketing campaigns. So know what works for events. So Yeah, definitely. All of the team are, are really experienced now. So it's not just like tag on a on a business level a uh, uh, very experienced which we are um each member of the team is very experienced so if you do have any questions then just reach out on uh yeah on our platforms or on Basecamp if you're an existing client and we'll be able to send across the best practice guide or jump on a call and just chat with you about 
what we should do. It's really interesting that throughout the pandemic, those images weren't working. Did we really see a decline in performance? I suppose as well, we were doing virtual campaigns for virtual events as well, weren't we? It wasn't like events were even running, so. Yeah, and then with the show images, so people started trying to use images of like people wearing masks and things, and that did work for a while. But then obviously it's different for every region. So if you've got an event where you're getting people flying in from all over the world, that was very difficult to then have like a mask image and stuff. And then I think some people found mask controversial. So yeah, we kind of ditched that um, and just, yeah, kind of said no show images just until everything's passed. Um, and now that the world is, or much of the world is getting back to normal, uh, yeah, show images are doing well in most markets. So it was weird. It was weird that they weren't working because they were the best performers for like a few years before the pandemic. So, but yeah. now seeing seeing those mask images now is strange, and I never thought I'd feel like that again. I thought, oh, the masks are here for good. But anyway, we'll not go into too much detail on that. Thanks, guys. Okay, so next, what we're we going for, Cara? Um, let's do carousel ads. Nice. They're a good one. I like carousel ads. Yeah. Do you want to give a bit of an overview of what those are for anyone who's not sure? Um, yeah, so a carousel ad is essentially when you showcase up to 10 images or videos within a single ad. So each um, image or video has their own link, their own headline, their own description. Um, these are really good to use for events because you can highlight um, speakers, exhibitors, key features, special offers, all within the one ad. So yeah, really good so, to use. So would you recommend for those carousel ads if, say, it was a speaker... You were promoting your speakers. Would you have each different? Um, is it called a card? Each part yeah. of the carousel. Would you say each card would have a different speaker, or would you recommend having a mix of that and a couple of speakers, maybe, and a bit of something else? I think it just depends how many speakers and what you've got going on at the event. So it's good to have if you've got say six speakers to do a carousel ad with each speaker and an image of them and um, their name so people can see them and they might notice know one of them and just think oh, I want to go to the event because I know that speaker. Okay cool and then on each of the cards, this is a learning experience for me too, on each of the cards you can have a different link like you said. Yeah. So what if you had, for example, speakers across those different cards, mm -hmm. what links would you recommend having across each of the cards? For that, would it probably be the same, just kind of if it was book now or? Um, you could take them to the Why Visit page or if they have a specific Our Speakers page on their um, website, you could link them to that. Or if the client has specific pages for specific speakers, you could link it to that. So it just depends what's on the client's website. Cool, okay, what else would you recommend then using carousel ads for? Um, carousel ads can also be really good if you have um, shows within the event so certain people are coming to exhibit and you might want to highlight your key exhibitors very similar to the speaker ads or just if you have learning sessions or webinars across the event it would be good to highlight them okay cool and each each of the cards as well can have their own call to action is that right yeah so say if you've got different key features of the event so like if you didn't want to do a speaker one or an exhibitor what like carousel ad um say if you've got a certain stage or a startup program or different elements of the show that's when you'd use different call to actions on each one um and send them to the say if there's a part of the website that's on 
the conference, you send them to the conference and have an image that reflects that. Or you could also tell a story throughout all of the images or videos that we're using. So we might say, I mean, we usually say only use a maximum of five because if it's 10, nobody's going all the way through. I don't think I've ever scrolled through 10. No. I'd get definitely get to five and be like, yeah i think three to five is the sweet spot um and if you can tell some kind of story throughout that sometimes it's harder with an event to tell a story but you can you can still take whoever's seeing the ad on some kind of journey um and do, then end up having the last card as something like register now or something like that um trying to get into the I website. saw a cool one actually and I think it's one that we've done for one of our clients the final carousel um card was a QR code yeah yeah have you seen that perform well I think QR codes in ads in general have been doing a lot better since people needed to use QR codes over the last few years um because QR codes have existed for decades I think mm-hmm. um and then they were just kind of laying dormant and not being used across anything. And then over the last few years, everyone's used them to order food or just do anything. Even if you're standing at a bus stop now or in a train station, most ads will have a QR code on to take to the website. Um, and that's just trying to have the like the link between online and offline. Um, but it's the same having a link online and offline and having a link between the platform and your website or the QR code doesn't even need to be for the website necessarily. It can mm-hmm. be for something else. Um, so yeah, QR codes can, can do well. I like that idea. I am um, t- slightly off topic here, but there was a QR code to look at the menu on a flight that I was on recently, which is grand if you're sitting on the runway. Yeah. But I realised that I wanted to look at the menu midway through the flight and obviously I don't have internet. So I Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I had the same issue on a Did flight. Did you? Yeah. Okay, it wasn't just me. So then what? I couldn't look at the menu. Yeah. Fortunately, they were on strike, so I couldn't get anything anyway. Don't say name and shame the airline. No. You could probably take a guess. I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> anyway, we won't get into that. Quick question on carousels as well. Do we tend to use video a lot through on carousels or is it just images? Because I don't think I've seen many video carousels yeah we usually use images but i don't know if it's just down to kind of sometimes we don't have five i can't get my words out five videos um that would maybe make sense within a carousel um so you can use them i saw somebody once try and use a slideshow of speaker ads in a carousel that was they had a carousel of five like slides cards uh whatever you want to call it but then they had a slideshow in each one that had five speakers so they were trying to show 25 speakers in a that's carousel. too much information if you ask me yeah it it didn't work obviously right. but um so yeah don't do that and but you'd if have you've to got do videos across all of the cards it's like either all images or all videos no i think you can oh, use a bit of a mix. yeah you, okay, you cool. can use a mix um but yeah i would I don't know. It's worth testing if you've got videos that can tell a story. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Okay, what's next? I think we should probably talk about videos because we've just spoken about videos. Yeah, nice. I like how that ties in. It does. Nice segue. 
Tell us about video then, Johnny. Um, it's moving pictures. <laughs> with sound oh gosh, usually don't tell people that they're just going to end up making a video which is just pictures after picture like you did when you were younger no yeah like uh, on powerpoint maybe yeah. or like morph <laughs> not sure about I mean, that. made out of clay oh oh morph. yeah made out of clay oh. yeah get neil buchanan to cute. create your videos that's my top tip of oh. the day he was the guy on Art Attack. Art Attack. but morph was on Art Attack as well Right, okay. That's Sorry, where I know tangent. from. Anyway, okay. Videos. Um, yeah, I think videos are great for engagement. They're really good to obviously tell a story like I've just been speaking about with carousel ads. Um, and you can put across so much more in a 15-second video than you can in an ad. Um, I think in terms of what they're useful for, we can run them across all stages of the funnel. It's Ideally, we'd have a different video for different stages of the funnel. So you could have a bit of a longer, more informative video. I'm not talking like two minutes or anything, but you can have like a 15 second to 30 second video at top and middle of the funnel. Can you just describe a little bit more about the funnel stages for yes. anyone who's not aware, please? Yeah, so top and middle of the funnel would be trying to get to new users. So an example of a top of the funnel audience on Facebook or LinkedIn would be job titles, interests, uh, industries that they work in. But people that haven't been on your website before or engaged with your Facebook page. Um, so it's just trying to get some new people, kind of make them aware and, and engaged with your event or awards show or whatever you're running an ad for. Um, so with those people, you need something a bit more informative, tell them what the event is for example and then bottom of the funnel can just be a bit more direct telling people to register now um kind of a shorter video it can be like five to ten seconds for that for example um but yeah video is great um there are definitely some rules that you need to follow when you are using video so the same as with images it needs to be high resolution um try and you also use this the correct aspect ratios so on social, it's important to have a kind of horizontal video, um, which would be 1200 by 628, for anyone with a pen and paper. <laughs> um, a square video, which would just need to be kind of, as long as it, I can't remember what the, the limit is on max resolution on LinkedIn. Facebook, I'm not sure it actually has one, or I've never found it, but if you have a video that's about 1080 by 1080, that should be enough. Um, that'll be 1080p and it won't be a huge video. Um, and then you also need to have a vertical version of the ad for stories, which I think we're going to chat about in a minute, but vertical videos are also important. Um, and yeah, much like images also don't overdo videos with text, but you can shout out like USPs. Um, too much text would just disengage the audience and you can't really read a video if it's a 15 second video. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you've got any more best practices, Cara. Um, no, I think you've covered the majority of them. I think we just recommend video for like all of our clients now because they do just perform really well across all social. I think it's also interesting what you were saying there about the different stages of the funnel. I think maybe that's something that people haven't thought about. They maybe think, okay, I'll have, I have a great video here. It's fantastic. This is for everyone. But actually, if you think more about it and what you were just saying there, 
we need the different different types of videos that are targeting the different stages of the funnel. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting interesting thought there. Um, did you mention about the how long they should be? Uh, briefly when I was going through the funnel, but yeah, they, they need to be around 15 seconds, below 30 seconds for sure. That's like, uh, please don't have a video over 30 seconds because you're just going to lose people throughout the video and nobody's going to see the end of it. Um, just make sure you've got the branding in the first couple of seconds of the video um, and then a clear call to action at the end as well. Um, so yeah, say if you've got a 15 second video, first couple of seconds quickly show people who you are. The rest of the video up until the final couple of seconds kind of shout out your USPs, maybe have a testimonial as well. They can work really well, um, especially for exhibitors or say if you've got a conference with a really high ticket price, having people like testimonials of people that have actually been to previous years, they'll work really well. And then in the final couple of seconds of the ad, um, just a call to action. So go and buy your ticket now, um, register for free or whatever that might be. It's a good idea thinking about this for your next event, isn't it? So bearing in mind that you're going to have to, at the event, get these testimonials and things like that. But I think people are a little bit worried that they don't have yeah. the assets. But I have, a, I have a secret to tell you. Do you want to know? We have a video service. So we can help people if they need help. Say that again a little louder. I didn't hear you. <laughs> we have a video service. So we can help people with that because I know it is difficult um, getting pulling together all the content and it's it's very time consuming for people. But video, like we say, is really important. I think I've mentioned that probably every time we've had a podcast, but it is important. So we're doing you a favor. Okay. Right. What's next? We're, we're running low on time, guys. So let's get through the next ones. What's next, Cara? Story ads. Woohoo. Okay. Um, so story ads are images on stories. So across Instagram and Facebook stories is where you'd see a story ad. Um, so you can use images, videos um, to create the creative for this. So yeah, they're really good, really engaging. I think everyone's seen a story before. So yeah, I love a good story. I Yeah, I've said this before. I don't use Instagram or Facebook or and. Yeah, that's quite bad on me yeah, being in the social ironic, team. But really. stories do perform really well. Uh, if you're just looking at performance, stories, reels, anything that's vertical and taking up the whole screen on someone's phone um, work really well. That's why TikTok's becoming more and more successful as well. So um, yeah, try and include TikTok in your advertising plans. Um, I know we're meant to be talking about stories, but even though maybe you don't think your audience is on TikTok and 70% of people are under the age of 30, I think it is, on TikTok. That means 30% of 2 billion people are over the age of 30 on TikTok. I think you can't avoid TikTok now. No. And also I saw an article this morning about um, TikTok stories. Are they called TikTok stories? No. Yeah, there are stories on TikTok. Okay, well, anyway, you can... If you put a story on TikTok, you can put it across Facebook and Instagram now too. Is that new? Uh, I think. Yeah, probably. <gasps> if you haven't heard of it, guys, I'm so buzzing about this. I'm not even on the social team, and I saw this article this morning. So where did you perfect. see it? On a on a good website. Cool. I don't know if I'm supposed to say <laughs> these my, websites. That's my favorite website. Yeah. Good website. <laughs> Goodwebsite.com. Um, 
No, it's one of these tech websites that cool. I keep up on industry news. So yeah, that's cool. Okay, I think everyone knows quite a lot about uh, a lot about stories. I'm guessing. I don't know why I'm guessing that, but um, there's probably not much more to say on those uh, apart from maybe a couple of best practices. Are there? Yeah, I think with stories, just make sure you leave the, the kind of I don't know, fourteen, fifteen percent uh, at the top and the bottom uh, of the. Where did fourteen percent come from? 14. I don't know. I Very mean, specific. 14 is my lucky number, so maybe... Uh, yeah, please doesn't wow. say 13, otherwise I would have changed that. Yeah, no, 14 is my lucky number. That was my first okay. number when I was playing football uh, when right. I was a kid. Okay, yeah. I'll ask you more about that later so we didn't go off on a tangent. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Um, but yeah, stories just leave some space. We'll, we'll say a non, non-percentage amount of space at the top or the bottom. Um, just text-free. Um, just so like the page name and the call to action aren't being covered up. Um, also remember on Facebook, if you use a full screen image um, that doesn't contain any text, that text, any text that you add to that ad doesn't show up. Um, so it'll just be a plain image. So you just need to be careful that a story should also contain, if you're using the right asset type, have text in the ad. Or if it's a video, make sure there's like a call to action and got all your branding and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that story's there. Super nice. good. Super good. Okay, cool. And last but not least, what have we got as our Facebook ad type that you can't miss? Slideshow ads. Ooh, I don't know much about slideshow ads. Tell me. Yeah, um, slideshow ads, I've not used them too much, but you can combine up to 10 images, videos with text and sound to capture your audience's attention. So Facebook will automatically play it like a video on Instagram or Facebook. And it's kind of like an immersive ad experience okay. for the audience. That's interesting. So how does this differ? Slideshow ad sounds a little bit like a carousel. Yeah, imagine a carousel, but as one image. You don't have to slide. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's just like, it's like, so a slideshow is like a presentation. So mm-hmm. imagine you've got a PowerPoint presentation yeah. and you press the space bar every two and seconds. And it's just going through. And it cycles through it. Um, and is that what size is this so we tend you can have them any size we tend to do it as a square just because that suits the feed best okay um but you can create slideshows for any any size um i wouldn't use it as an alternative to video um if you've got video that's always preferable um but a slideshow is a is a decent alternative if you don't have video um, do they tend to perform well or have we not tested that too much? No, they can perform quite well. Video always performs better mm-hmm. than slideshow ads. But if you need to appear in things like the video feed on Facebook, then a slideshow ad is a good way to do that if you don't have video capabilities um, and you haven't used the video service. Um, but yeah, they, they can be really good. It's they, they sometimes work quite well. Like we said, the carousels for things like speakers because you can just cycle through the speakers then um so yeah they're they're an ad that you can't miss unless you've got video in which then you can mm-hmm. forget about so slideshows. what sort of content are we talking for these slideshow ads like can i have an example of something you do for event organizers just so i can visualize this yeah so i'd probably say speakers is the most common way we'd use it so if you've got five images of speakers you can then cycle through the images of speakers every few seconds the max length of a slideshow is 15 seconds um so say if you had um 
I'd probably do five images and either leave them for three seconds or you could do six images and then just do five speakers and then have like a call to action thing at the end. Um, Cause you can try and build a slideshow the same way we say best practices for video. So you could have your first slide as the brand, then five following it as speakers, four or five speakers, and then follow that with like a call to action slide. Um, and yeah, we, we, you can add sound over the top of it. So it look it looks more like a video that's been put together. You can make things fade in and fade out and stuff. Would we create those videos or would we ask the clients to send across images and then we'd do it or? Yeah, we'd, we'd just use images that are sent across from the client yeah. or from our creative service okay. to, to do that. Good plug. Um, okay, great. Well, thanks everyone. So in summary, I think I'll just quickly run through all of the, the Facebook ad types that we've gone through. I think we've gone in quite into quite a lot of detail on some of them. Um, so we th- hope you find it useful. So we had image ads, video ads, slideshow ads, carousel ads, and stories ads. So these are definitely five Facebook ad types that you just can't miss. So thanks, Cara, for joining us today, and Johnny, of course. Thanks for joining us. Steph. Yeah, thanks. Thank no, no worries. Um, love chatting today, and loads of good stuff come out of that conversation. So great, and look forward to having you on again, Cara. Yeah, thank you for having me. I look forward to being back. See you all next time. Bye. Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. Listen to the Squadcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.